Hi. Today we are going to talk about the richest man in Babylon. It's a review of a book. It's a summary of a collection of insights. We read from the book and we will be going through each chapters and taking the essence of those chapters and we'll try to discuss about the practical implications of this one and we'll be adding some quotes and we'll be talking about getting out of debt, loans, credit card, how to be rich by paying the debt controlling expenses importance of having a budget then uh, systematic savings then somehow we'll be ending with an interesting quote as well as a book which is work is love made visible it is an interesting book by francis hesselbein one of the most effective teachers or effective leaders of all time as per peter drucker and it's also a poem by khalil gibran poem says like this we'll read more later if you cannot work with love but only with distaste distaste it's better that you should leave your work and sit in the gate of the temple and take alms from those who work with joy stay tuned we'll be doing more about the same later so about this particular book this one is a, a book printed in 1926 it's a very old book it's a self help non fiction book in amazon maybe around 30000 reviews it's having 4.8 it's one of the old financial help classic available in print it has changed lives of lot of people including one of the key icons like anthony robbins harvaker and jim brown and all such people so over there even as per tony robbins he is telling about this book it's a common sense financial advice based on an ancient parables story and advice least told so he's trying to explain like it's it's trying to talk about an ancient parables but it's a gem of thought it is trying to tell explain it in a story So I'm adding the purchasing for if you like to purchase this book I'm adding the links below in the YouTube description you can find it over there. So we'll we'll start from the first uh, quote over there because what I'm trying to achieve here is that instead of just going through in very detail on each of the chapters we'll try to talk only about the key message of the the topic so even if you're interested to read this book further it will not be a spoiler alert for you. so that so you will be have you will be seeing lot of quotations it's not like a normal book summary so that's how we are trying to achieve i'll try my best to do that so we'll start with the first quote it is it's by warren buffett it's telling that what we learn from history is that people don't learn from history so it's an interesting quote because uh, this financial or or the need for a financial advice was required in that time 2000 pc and it is required now also so that is still available but we are not learning from our lessons or not learning from the history and about the author he is not much well known uh, he is known for this particular book only his name is uh, george clason he is ex military and he has done some like uh, publications and all this is one of his most successful book available in print as per my understanding so and so about the author not much to talk about the author for now and uh, this is an important things why why you should read if you are somebody who want to just check out like is this book right for you before you buying a book or before you read the book I try to present it in like two ways what is the pros and cons of this book by reading the book first one is that it's having a wisdom like timeless wisdom it is having from the centuries so it's most like a common sense advice in the story as highlighted by Tony Robbins so it's more like a storytelling if you look at all the religious texts or bible or quran or gita bhagavad gita every everything is trying to tell the message by telling a story same approach has been taken here and as per deepak chopra uh, he used to mention that storytelling is one of the best way of human brain to capture a particular information even the chopra foundation ceo was hired as a harvard 
story telling research expert was hired as a ceo for chopra foundation so that's how important they are considering it there so generally the teachings are still applicable today that's another good thing about that even it is an old book you can still refer to this book and every chapter because every chapter is not giving you any direct message that gives you a privilege that you can have interpretation or perspective on your own ways on each of these chapters uh, maybe in, in short if i tell you that you will have rings billing multiple times maybe you even if after you read it's not like very direct it's not giving a very direct message like that like for example if you look at similar books like think and grow rich or similar books like that it will be telling like step by step how to become rich but it's not like that it's talking about a story and yeah they it is taking us through a story and it trying to tell a message over there and bad thing is that it's more of a storytelling so you you have to just find the gems by looking at the story so message is hidden between the story so that's a, a con for this and uh, that's what i mentioned like it's not like a step by step so somehow this i would call like a granddad of think and grow rich because in terms of uh, time this is in 1926 and think and grow rich was written way after that and napoleon hill has uh, several similar books like law of success and all such things all all, all follow the similar pattern of having like a step by step way to riches and all these things so that's about the book if you like to thinking about whether to read or not to read the book this is a quick summary for us and uh, key takeaways it's also like very key essential this is not all but this is most of it like loss of money it is talking about the loss of money and it's me it is trying to highlight the importance of having a constant income for having become wealthy and it's trying to talk about save first and then that's there be careful whom you take advice because in nowadays people go and take advice from lot of people and even somebody is not having an expert on one topic he'll be very happy to give you advice so that's the bad thing and also enjoy life don't overstrain to save that's also the same book which is trying to emphasize the importance of saving the same book is telling don't overstrain you have to have your life you have to enjoy your life with your earnings you have to enjoy with your family you have to enjoy luxury things lot of such things and reduce your expense that's we'll come across all these things later and getting out of debt and increasing safe earning potential protecting our wealth this all a general takeaways but we'll go through each of this in detail in each chapters so this is the first chapter it is uh, talking about a historical sketch of babylon so the word babylon is known as the gate of gods it is a very ancient city part of babylonian empire which is part of a mesopotamian civilization on that period which was around the euphrates and tigris river around way back 2000 before bc so during the course of history this city has been conquered by multiple people lot of kings and rulers it has passed through all these cycles of uh, like what you call feudalism and uh, imperialism industrialized i'm telling even the alexander the great conquered him conquered uh, this city and he made it as a center for learning and commerce like that so this has a long history part of this one what this particular chapter is trying to talk is that it is giving a historical sketch of babylon is trying to give an introduction of what this place is about it is trying to tell us that how intelligent these people are they are creating they are so much thinking to improve their life they are creating like a lot of scientific endeavors like creating dams and building buildings and uh, bridges all such things so so that gives an importance for us but it somehow i think it is uh, it is an indirectly it is telling as a message that even though you are intelligent it doesn't mean that you are financially educated or you are having financial knowledge i think this is still applicable today like if you are 
you can be broke even if you are a mba from harvard because it's all depend on how you manage the money so financial education is one of the least attended topic in our educational system all over the world so you cannot consider a, a person's financial education with something which he has on something else like in terms of his degrees and certifications and all that's all about this chapter i'll quickly go through the key takeaways here so generally they're talking about they are very intelligent people still there are some people poor it's not everybody is not rich there but city is ruled by the king there is big advancement in technology which same thing i told so if you want to have a quick overview i just put a book reference here because throughout this summary i'll try to link to some of your books if some of you are interested to read more books on similar sector this is my suggestion so it's a new book by end of the world is just a beginning by peter zihan it's talk about lot of such geographical and demographical influences and how the world is changing by in the past and in the present and all these things just for a reference so we'll go to the next chapter so chapter 2 is the man who desired gold so this also is a story uh, it's talking about is trying to give us because initially they tried to talk about a city now they are going to try take two people into the story so two people one is mr bunsier and other is his friend they are talking each other about their desire to be wealthy and their misfortunes and all these things and all such thing they are trying to take they have even so even the poor have a wish to be rich but just having a mere wish or a desire is not making them making them rich as napoleon hill tell like you have to have an obsessive desire to to be rich so somehow this is taking like these people have a wish they have a dream then that become a desire here but then these two people is trying to talk about a person who is a friend who is a richest man in babylon is mr arkad so he just want to they think about okay look at our friend he is very rich very rich so why don't we go and take advice from him so this chapter is trying to give us that message like telling that if you have if the student is ready teacher will appear something like that so they they are telling that there is some quotes in the chapter it's talking about like perhaps there is some secret which we might learn if but from those who knew and it's another another quotation from the same book it costs nothing to ask advice from a good friend and arkad as always that so this this point is coming in later also in the book like take advice from the person who is qualified for the same so here they are taking advice from mr arkad about acquiring wealth because he is already succeeded in doing so so that's more about that so the quick summary here is that i just add some quotation there if you are born poor it's not your mistake but if you die poor it's your mistake so it's from bill gates so generally that gives an idea that there should be like becoming like born poor it's it's just part of the family but you are having all these opportunities and all in the life so it is your responsibility to make sure that you become what you are so that's that's a general message over there then all these things we already cover through the bunsir and mediocre thoughts and they are seeking to advise so we'll go to the next chapter so chapter 3 it is here we are trying to talk about the person who is arkad the richest man in babylon so they know only the richest man in babylon he is rich and how he become rich this chapter is talking about that he was not actually born rich he was poor he was slave and he t- there was an incident explaining in this one he was working as a laborer and for a money lender and he was supposed to finish a task and that task has to be finished a particular day and the the money lender or the owner name is algamish and richest man name is arkad so algamish come in the evening and he found that work is not finished so then arkad is trying to negotiate with him arkad is telling i would be able to complete the work what you want to do tonight by working long day tonight but in return to that i want you to teach me how to be rich 
So it's like a give and take negotiation, like, and the negotiation is getting benefited on both parties. It's a new, new negotiation, which is, I think, it is there that time also. If you look at the recent books about negotiation, like never split a difference and all these things, talking about it's a negotiation is not like a one-sided game. It's a win-win situation. So here, Arkad is trying to negotiate a topic, and he's trying to get, and he actually getting succeeded. He's work completing that work in that night. and algamish is coming back and he's trying to give his lessons as his promise so that lessons what his promise is like it is actually he's only giving one advice which is very simple it is like you have to keep 1 by 10th of your earnings before yourself that's how it is so i would try to go through some of the key sentences from the book it's like that quote and quote If you have not acquired more than the bare existence in the years since we are youths, it is because you either failed to learn the laws of that govern the building the wealth, or you did not observe them. So the secrets of becoming rich is around us. Like Peter Drucker used to sell, tell that it is not what you look, what is visible. It is what you see from what is visible that makes you the decision. so that's an important things here so even though that lesson was there that require a person like algamish to come to arkad and tell you this is a secret take it from there so there is also this book is highlighting about two type of learning one type of learning is that we learn ourselves like for example if somebody want to learn how to do business he can set up a business and he can fail on it and he'll have lot of lessons that is one way of learning or maybe a hard way of learning but in the current year era or maybe in that time also like we we have we are having mentors and books and all these things which will having a distillation of a whole lifetime you can get a book who build a company and he you can learn the lessons from him without losing all those money so this is like a two way of learning one is from the mentors other one by yourself that's talking about it's similar to what Napoleon Hill mentioned in Think and Grow Rich about synthetic learning and creative knowledge and synthetic knowledge. Just just a relation to that. I'm trying to tell that. And there is two important lessons this this uh, chapter is giving us. One is about that you have to pay one by tenth of your money for yourself. That inherently give a question. How about the remaining ninth, nine by ten of the money? Is it not for yourself? Actually. no because when you are earning something you are going to pay your expenses your family and all these obligations and all even though that money is for you but you are paying for someone else so this lesson is highlighting an importance that you have to pay yourself also instead of paying to all to become rich that's that's a message over there and there is one 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 more lesson there because algamish is giving this one lesson and he's leaving and later on he's coming back and that time arkad explained that he have one one more mistake it happened he tried to take advice from a wrong person so he's trying to tell that don't take advice from the wrong person always trying to take advice about jewelry from the jewel person and from the uh, about something else from that brick from the brick laying person or something like that so that's about that thing so wealth grows and it's also highlighting an importance that wealth grows as the importance of uh, wealth grows based on the energy so for example if you if you put the energy on it it's trying to explain the story about by about building a palace so is telling that when somebody is building a palace or king is building a palace it is not like king is building a palace but at the same time he is making lot of other people rich the contractor who is building it is becoming rich the painter who is making it is become rich so money is multiply in multiple ways based on that it's not like okay you have 1 million palace you are building it's not 1 million built there even after building that palace that palace is still worth 1 million or more but at the same time it has created multiple other millions to all of those people part of it and though they can create another millions on those those things
so it's like a compounding effect of money and it's important that's all this chapter is talking about we'll not do much on that so that's an imp- highlighting book there i will teach you to be rich by ramit sethi if you'd like to go through the same then the uh, uh, remaining chapters is talking about the seven cures of lean purse so this one is also as uh, the has king found that lot of people are poor only some are rich and they come to know king came to know that there is a person called arkad he is requesting him to teach how to be rich to all the people and he is accepting that that's how this chapter is talking about and this chapter he is trying to give seven cure to avoid less money in your wallet or purse so the main idea is that there is a uh, attitude wise like if you want to change something first most important thing anything even more than the aptitude is attitude that's what uh, simon sinek in his book start with why talk about so it's sort of the same i added a william james quote it is our attitude at the beginning of a difficult task like attitude of becoming a how to become rich that attitude is more than anything else will affect the successful outcome more than it's just an intention to learn like nowadays there are books about talking about more about intentions and also attitudes and intention is really that matters so now further will we go through all the seven cures quickly so first cure is that start thy purse to fastening fattening so do not save what is left after spending instead spend what is left after saving that's by warren buffett there so here this one it is saying talking same thing about what was told before one by tenth of your money you have to keep it for yourself that's all the message it has but even though it's trying to explain in all the stories what we spend is actually we are not paying for yourself the same thing what we talked before your obligation commitment all these things so mainly you have to pay something for yourself to make sure that your purse is fat so next uh, c- uh, next cure is uh, control thy expenditure is an important things maybe it is still applicable not maybe it is for sure still applicable today because uh, warren buffett used to tell that we start buying things what we don't want then at some point in time we have to sell what we want so this is an important thing so first you have to make sure what you really need and put your money on that then uh, this one is talking about earn differently still you, like there are even this is still there like you can see a lot of people even the ceo who has millions of uh, dirhams or millions in salary but those people are still broke same like the other person so it is not about how much you earn it is how much you manage your money that's really matters so the chapter is talking about all men are burdened with more desire than they can gratify this one is actually being encashed by the credit card companies banks installment plans and all these things so there is an interesting quote by dave ramsey he is an author of uh, total money makeover he was once broke and he just get away from that so he is telling that we buy things we don't need with the money we don't have to impress people we don't like so each earn differently so that's generally there but the mo- most important thing is that this it is telling is to have a budget so there is an interesting book called millionaire next door by thomas stanley so they have interviewed around for more than 500 millionaires first generation millionaires in us and they found that one of the greatest secret they all these people is having is that they have a budget they have a budget always so budget is what you allocate you will come across this one later but budget is what you allocate to your importance and priorities so that that's how it is like the importance of having budget and importance of spending each the category what you like to have and all these things that's all about talking here so each of this like there is a, there is a factor like there is an earning potential of a person nobody is nobody can work until the last for example if if you think that you are not making money when you are sleeping buffett says that you have to work till you die 
so generally there is some limitation of your earning potential which we can multiply for sure but for example your current income is say $10000 so that means if you divide that by 1 1 hour for that then you will get to an amount so if you are planning to buy some item say worth $100 you have to always evaluate whether this is worth that $100 if not you have to work in your future that much amount of time to earn that much amount of money back to you so that's an importance of having that and we already talk about having limitations of uh, like all the flexibilities around us of having plastic money and digital payment and all this is there previously also like there it, all the people are surrounded by things more than what they can gratify this was there before and this is there now also so that's about this chapter controlling your expenditure and next chapter is talking about make thy gold multiply whatever you have multiply it more it is talking about a story of a farmer and this is still applicable now like we have mutual funds now systematic investment plan in just whatever you have let the money work for you don't keep the money somewhere safe it is this book is talking the same like if you keep your money safe with someone that is not going to get you wealth it is the income like unlimited flow of income that is make going to make you rich so i'm just highlighting two authors who having a similar philosophy one is robert kiyosaki in this uh, rich dad poor dad and cash flow quadrant all he poor and the middle class work for money but the rich has to money, money work for them and there is another interesting book by darren hardy it is talking about the compounding effect of it is not only talking about money talking about all the task like everything even your skills you, you do it in multiple occasions that is going to make you uh rich or uh, skillful and all such things so that's about that then the next chapter guard thy treasure from loss so so also an important thing everybody is prone to lot of temptations and opportunities and all so you don't don't have to be over confident on what you are doing so judgment on important things on something like that that's all important you have it is your responsibility to make sure that you are protecting your assets that's all this chapter is talking about invest wisely and make thy dwelling a profitable in which about talking about a home like everybody used to have a home but there are some people who don't have home but is trying to give an importance of having a home but at the same time it is trying to tell that that way it will be reduce the expenditure but it has pros and cons real estate is one of the most attractive investment opportunity ever available in the past and present but at the same time if you are investing that money more than what you have on your home that you have to always think that this home is not going to generate income for you so there is there is a balance on this one should be there but this chapter is mostly talking about instead of paying rents or something you should have a stable home and other things so you can be rich that's that's the main message behind this chapter and chapter 10 it's ensure a future income this is multiple ways in current scenarios we have retirement saving 401k even like that's why i put it here dave ramsey he used to tell about something called emergency fund which is like a fund which is enough for you to survive for next 6 months without any income so you have to keep such money with you to uh, just save you from unforeseen circumstances and all these things so that's about uh, that that particular things so ensuring a future income so invest in short term and long term contribution invest in advance and this chapter is talking about that even you are too much rich until and unless you keep something for your future you are going to stay you will not be ensure that you are going to stay as rich so it's highlighting that importance of that particular thing and then uh, the last one cure number 7 is increase thy ability to earn this most important nowadays also because nowadays we are having uh knowledge workers we are working from computer not like what people are doing in babylon and all so what you have to earn like even the 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 woodcutter who is going to sharpen his axe same like that all the people who is having the skill they should put some investment to improve that skill that will increase your ability to earn 
so if you are keeping that same thing same level of skill that is not going to help you so you have to put some effort to increase your knowledge and skills and all these things so as i mentioned this most important investment you can make is on yourself is warren buffett why it is because if you invest in stock or invest in something it can become broke or that company can get bankrupt or something but if you invest on yourself it is a most secure one no thief can steal it no market condition can crash it it is as stable as that there is another quote from henry ford is that if money is your hope for independence which everybody think like financial independence you will never have it the only real security that a man will have in this world is a reserve of knowledge experience and ability it is applicable in babylon it's applicable during henry ford period and it's still there i try to add a picture of genghis khan there because genghis khan is arguably the most richest man ever lived on earth estimated worth of around 130 trillion and one of the important aspects of genghis khan is he used to create a learning organization on his military and in his administration and all he used to tell that conquering a land is easy but managing a managing an administration is more important so he has most of learning on that and this is a person even he is a ruthless emperor he is a person and interestingly he is a person who even meditate for 8 to 10 days before every battle so just a matter of thought for you and this this way of increasing ability to earn you can found such a quality in almost all billionaires even it is andrew carnegie elon musk bill gates even bill gates used to take uh, some break in every year to read some books just uh, food for your thoughts so that's all the seven cures that's done then we'll just skip to the next chapter meet the goddess of good luck because luck is an important factor which everybody used to just give credit when something is happening even uh, jeff bezos used to tell that okay stars align for me but actually we know that jeff has put in real effort to, to build that much wealth for him so luck is a mirage actually it is opportunity like universe like speed it, it just throw opportunity on people and it is our responsibility to take it if you are not taking it will go to the next person we always come across some ideas or some companies which th- we think about it but we did not build it but you will see that some other person already will be building such an app or company or something like that because this is uh, the the beauty of the universe and the gambling the dark side of it it's also mentioning that so men of action are favored by the goddess of good luck this is from the book so it is not a man who is sitting alone and just waiting for the luck he is not the favored by the goddess of luck luck it is a person who is doing in action he is making that and also just an important factor i just put it here lotteries don't make millionaires even they will make it for a short time they are not going to sustain for a long time and after this uh, we are going trying to talk about five laws of gold which is also similar to the seven cures but we'll quickly go through that gold come through the person who appreciate that such things so so it's talking about same 1 by uh, 1 by 10th of this one and all such things but we'll quickly go through the same so first one is that uh, first law is that you have to put 1 by 10th of your earning invest wisely look towards your future that's uh, that's important which we already know we already discuss about so i'm not taking much on that then second law is that gold will find gold will find or money will stay with person who always find an opportunity and he always be wise in his investment that's about the second law of gold and uh, third law it is talking about you have to learn from your experience seek to learn from others invest based on learning and experience generally it's just as simple as that prophet muhammad used to tell that you should not be bitten by the snake two times from the same hole so you have to always learn from that experience and then take it from there and uh, third third law is there so that's about that you can have more by reading the book but this is all the essence of that fourth law is that be careful what you wish for so don't invest in unfamiliar ventures 
which is common now because every business every startup is giving a dream for somebody like okay i'm going to be someone like that person who just found an idea and become like that i i'm going to be become like elon musk by doing a startup but only very 10% of startup is succeeding people don't think about it when they are trying to do that so don't invest in unfamiliar ventures at least if you are having a partnership of someone at least one of you should be familiar on that particular trade of business before starting a particular venture so judgment is based on the experience be careful what you wish for so never invest in a business you cannot understand warren buffett so that's the fourth law we'll go to the fifth law don't follow the impossible learning this is there that time and this there now also even though we come across lot of news about scams and fraudsters and all we are still fall on the people propositions fanciful propositions and all these things so this is generally talking that if you fall on this impossible learnings and scams and dreams even sir isaac newton is the most one of the most intelligent person ever lived on earth he even fall on a scam and he told that i know the laws of the universe but uh, i still cannot understand the laws of money so we are still talking about the same here and this one this chapter is more talking about a gold lender it's also talking about more about responsibilities and um, how you should keep up your promise how you should give some money like if you borrow somebody some money you have to make sure that you give them back at the right time so all such thing and also when you are lending somebody's money you have to make sure that whether that person has an ability to get you back so such wise uh, judgments are part of this chapter so we'll not go much on that so that's mostly about that one so it's telling that gold bringeth unto its possessor responsibility it change the position of the fellow man even the same money can make someone arrogant someone humble it can make someone like opportunities to make some good intentions somebody can build a very nice company like serving lot of people and somebody can invest the same money and build a terrorist organization or something else so money is somehow energy which is already highlighted in the initial chapters by arkat like it just pass energy so even nowadays the, all the financial coaches like ken honda harvecker all of these people are Im- highlighting the importance of having I, they did not stop where napoleon hill stopped napoleon hill is not talking about energies and all but all these people are now talking about deepak chopra or harvecker they are trying to back their theory around quantum mechanics which is more about energy and how the subatomic level is working which is still proven science so they are trying to tell that there is an energy on money you have to correct your money consciousness money mentality and all these things to achieve it's not necessary that you have a desire or something else it will work so that's all that that particular chapter is that will not stay much there so then walls of babylon it is a means of protection it's also an important thing like it is your responsibility to protect your assets whatever is that assets even it is your credit card having like say 5 or 10 times your salary it is your responsibility to either freeze that card and take a supplementary card and only use the supplementary card with the required limit or something like that so you should not have to risk or you for example when you are using your credit card or something i'm just talking about credit card because something new here there are a lot of website which will giving an option to set budget like in google play and all this thing so you can set a budget there also in the protecting your assets like you don't have to put all your assets on one part you should you should be diversifying this one that's another way of strategy of protecting your assets and another part is taking insurance which i got it from one of my friend it's a, a different particular insight taking like okay insurance is one way of transferring a risk of something losing which is very common now even nowadays we have insurance for assets we have insurance for home we have insurance for health health is the most important thing so health insurance can make like if some some of close to us will get having some sickness we cannot control our financial roles or something to just to stay away from them so health insurance will help on such situation and there are some insurance like professional indemnity and all these things so it is 
it is our responsibility to make sure that it is protection of our assets so there is a quote from genghis khan here our most uh, notorious but the most richest man lived ever strength of the walls depend on the courage of those who guard them so it is the courage of you to tell no to 100 things that protect your things or careful on 100 things that protect your things so you should be careful you should be responsible with power it comes great responsibility so 21 is talking about camel camel trader it's also same like that it's talking about a debt and be careful what you promise what you owe to your friends so generally this comes to the same same problem like it's all about having some like more of an ethical behavior towards money in in its transactions so that's mostly this chapter is talking about and this one it's like some of the highlights here because for example if somebody is having it's not like a capsulated recipe formula but just this uh, this book is talking about like suppose you have some some uh, debt or something so you have to make sure that you live 70 with your 70% of your income and use 20% of your income to pay the debts and invest 10% based on the loss and putting it there so that way you will be clearing your debts by using that 20% at the same time you will be have becoming rich using the 10% and suppose after you finish the debt using the you can use that 20% also to invest in and get money from there so that's talking about the importance of having such Uh, bifurcation but there are more important uh, subdivision than this like uh, harvecker in his program used to tell that you have to live by 55% of your income and 5% you have to give to charity and remaining 40% you have to divide between play and fun which is you have to spend on luxurious things which you don't even imagine for another 10% you have to invest on improving your skills ability to this one same to what it's law like increasing the ability to earn or increasing a skill 10% you should spend there another 10% you should spend on long term investment like retirement savings or something another 10% you should do for short term investment like real estate or such thing like that so there are multiple formulas for that but it's always good that you live as much as below by your mean but it doesn't mean that you have to be overstrained Uh, that is a key takeaway also but you should below you at least 50% of income so even there is some situations like covid or something like that you will not be having trouble in having managing your expenses and unforeseen situations and uh, that's another like the another important part which is also applicable now for example if you have a loan or a credit card loan getting out of debt yes you can allocate some money but every people come to a notion that what banks ask for they pay for it and they think that this loan will finish but you have to always think that bank makes the loan for their own interest they don't want you to finish the loan because that is their business so you always have to make sure that you pay at least 100 dollar more than what you are supposed to pay in anything or more than that so that will always give an edge on finishing a loan you will not play on banks ga- rules you will play the game using your own rule and you can close the role loans and commitment so if you do like that like for example you have you 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 can be you have to by default you have to pay like say 1000 dollar to your credit card loan so just try to pay 1200 dollar so every month it is every month you are paying more and more the loan will get more and more finished like that then you will get into a discipline of having allocating such money there later on after you finishing that loan credit card loan you can put it into your investment that's another part of this thing but mainly it is telling talking about pay more than what you are supposed to pay to to finish because this compounding is supposed to be i'm not really sure this was really told by einstein but it is uh, maybe eighth wonder of the world compounding interest so live by this we already we talk about this one 55% 10% for fun 10% for skill improvement 10% for long investment 10% for short investment and 5% on charity charity is the one topic which which can be highlighted on because charity is twofold one way you are helping somebody another way it is give you a feel of 
rich also so because somebody who have more only they can give so giving is someone who has more so that give you a feel of abundance in you and gratitude in you which is important for creating that mental attitude or attraction of energy or the law of attraction for wealth and uh, i think the most probably i think this is the last chapter chapter 25 is talking about the luckiest man in babylon it's also talking about a slave but mainly it is talking about a grandfather it's a conversation between two people and it's talking about a person who they both admire but what is his secret they are trying to tell is that he was he was what he was because of his work so khalil jibran that's what i mentioned being the beginning work is love made visible khalil jibran if you are grateful i will surely increase you in your favor quran but if you are not i'll punish you that was not there and there is a more interesting one from bible for everyone who has will more be given and he will have abundance but for him who has not even what he has will be taken away this will be like a a complicated statement but it is having a very important message there if you are not grateful for what you have if you are not having that i am enough mindset on each of that then that gratitude without having that gratitude you cannot expect abundance from god god will not pour something on a cup which is not like already full like that so make so you should be grateful for your works and passion so we'll talk about a poem as as we discuss so generally this chapter is talking about work with passion and live with gratitude and this is a poem i was trying to talk it's an interesting one from khalil gibran trying to tell the importance of work because it's not about having wealth because work is a calling work can be a passion so having a money or just having an income it is not like there is some way of fulfillment abraham maslow used to tell that uh, there is a f- self actualization is the top level of a person salaries or income some, it can motivate to some level it cannot motivate further than that so i'll go to the poem here when you work you are a flute through whose heart the whispering of the hours turn to music whatever you are working that through your heart when you are working with love it is going to turn into music which of you be read dumb and silent when else sing together in unison always you had been told that work is a curse and labor a misfortune a gallop has a study telling that uh, around 80% of the people work work uh, people they don't like what they are doing so people have been told that work is a curse and labor is a misfortune but actually not everybody becomes so by doing the labor and they put their intelligent effort on all of this so but i say that it's from gibran again but i say it you that when you work you fulfill a part of earth's fullest dream assigned to you when the dream is born and in keeping yourself with labor you are true you are in truth loving life and to love life through labor is to be in the intimate with the life in most secret so it's talking about the importance of work which is very insightful there what is work with love it is to weave the cloth with the threads drawn from your heart even as is the beloved to wear the that cloth it is to build a house with affection even as if you beloved were dwelling in that house just for example i'll just come across a point like uh, when they were having the apollo mission john of kennedy go to nasa then one of the janitor he asked him what are you doing he told that i am sweeping the floor to send the first man to the moon so you you can do the same level of work like you can build the world's greatest shopping mall and you can think like you are making a building or a brick but indirectly you can think about okay i am building a a thing which is in a matter of service it is going to help this much people or you suppose you are developing a software 
like say microsoft or something you are going to create something that is going to render service all over the world doing multiple good things so the multiplication effect of work is is too huge going back to gibran again it is to sow the seeds with tenderness and reap the harvest with joy even as if you beloved were eat the fruit it is to charge all things you fashion with the breath of your spirit uh, it is uh, it is i would take it like it is something like an enthusiasm because uh, napoleon hill used to highlight about the importance of enthusiasm andrew carnegie used to do that edison is an exemplar of that same and elon musk another one so joe gerard the world's greatest salesman is another example so enthusiasm is somehow an invisible force because uh, it is very difficult to broke a person who is enthusiastic so somehow it is invincible so that's why it is to charge things you fashion with the breath of your own spirit so if you work with enthusiasm it is going to charge all the things which you breathe and work is love made visible this is the ending of the poem and if you cannot work with love but only with the distastes distastes it is better that you should leave your work and sit in the gate of the temple and take arms of those who work with joy so if you cannot work with love just stop what you are doing and go to the gate of the temple and you will see a lot of people working they will come there they are not telling go to the temple and worship the god so you will see god there so god is in the people work so prophet muhammad once used to find a labor and he just show put his uh, hand up and tell that this is one of the favorite hand for the god and the prophet so that's an important thing of having a work so importance of having so this this end of the chapter of this book is highlighting the importance of the work that's why i put it there here back so here we will end the book so this is about that book it's a quick summary of richest man in babylon i'm not sure how much it is worthy for it was my humble just uh, a mission to just to try to do that so if only only if you found it valuable please do subscribe and uh, if you found yourself like uh, you helpful you can like also it is no no like request you should do it like that it's up to your choice and i leave here with a poem again from rabindranath tagore leave out my name from the gift if it was a burden keep my song what i'm trying to tell is that leave out my name just keep the message or the song i try to deliver there take it with you and then change your life and feel free to read the book more thank you good luck